This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Shlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. Judith Hamann is an Australian cellist currently based in Germany. For this episode, we talked to Judith about her album Music for Cello and Humming, released by Blank Forms in 2020, which features pieces for cello and humming written especially for her by composers Sarah Hennis and Anthony Pateras, alongside her own compositions. In our talk, Judith explains how she discovered the idea of cello and humming and how this concept has stretched and reshaped her idea of instrumental mastery. Since Music for Cello and Humming, Judith has released another four albums, which we also encourage you to check out on the link provided with the episode. former composer from Nam, Australia. I'm currently an artist in residence at the Academy Schloss Solitude in Stuttgart, but my general place of residence is ambiguous. So we just heard a very small piece called Fragment 2 from a collection of works I made that sort of come under the umbrella term of a humming suite. This is part of a broader project about um, gathering compositions and making my own works to do with the instrumentation of cello and humming. The fragment is sort of lifted from attempts to make work for cello and humming uh, that use sort of unstable extended techniques in quotation marks. Uh, which was sort of abandoned uh, in terms of like a larger piece. But these kind of remained, they're sort of debris in a way. Fragment two, I feel like there's kind of a, almost like a weird folk music thing to it. Not in the sense of it being like referring to a cultural tradition, but more like it's some sort of music that's endemic to the instrument specifically. 
So it's humming along with the open tuning behind the bridge, between the bridge and the tailpiece. And there's a simplicity and almost amateurness to it that I really like. But it's sort of unsustainable, so it sort of collapses and cuts. Uh, the fragments in terms of this collection of pieces, they're sort of like collapsed little vignettes of failed ideas or failed performances and they're messy and they have noises in them, errors and throat clearing. They're sort of voyeuristic in a way. So they reject having like a clear form and a lot of the other pieces are sort of based on what I think of as sort of grid structures. They're very clear and focused, whereas these are sort of more gestural, they're more like ruptures. So they're sort of <laughs> also in some way a counterbalance to how kind of um, weirdly pretty a lot of the other pieces turned out to be. The idea of cello and humming sort of, emerged intuitively from working on a piece by Catherine Lamb for bass, flute and cello called Frames. And the way that I had learned to navigate just tuned ratios was very much relational. So listening to the global phenomenon of the fusion of sound and overtones, etc. So in order to learn this piece, I was practicing the cello double stops and started humming the flute part as a way to kind of hear that relational characteristics of the material. When I started doing that, I sort of became interested in the way the humming could sort of embed itself in the cello sound. And so the amateurish nature of my vocal <laughs> abilities meant that it wasn't stable. It wasn't, uh, I don't have the same kind of control over my voice as I do over my cello playing, for instance. And I realized the more that I sort of played around with this material and was spending time sort of swimming around in it, that perhaps the most interesting thing about it was the instability or breakability or fragility of bringing this kind of amateur element into these sort of more formal harmonic or acoustic sort of structures. A theme that recurs in a lot of my work is this sort of idea of uh, an act activity or a task that is set in motion, but sort of the focal material emerges from the unfolding of that act in real time. So with the humming, I sort of realized that the, the instability of it uh, became the most interesting thing about the work. And from there, that kind of led me to working with Sarah Hennies on a long form piece for this project. But ironically, sort of the more that I've worked on it, I think actually the, the better my humming has become. In the fragment that we heard at the beginning or in the Sarah Henney's piece, the, the effort of the humming or the effort to maintain stability in the humming now sort of resides more when things are sort of at the edges of my range or, the, or there's been sort of some kind of additional technique to sort of destabilize the voice like the coughing in the Sarah Henney's piece. I tend not to be particularly concrete about many things. 
But I suppose around the idea of the amateur, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about at the moment in my work and sort of in terms of my relationship with uh, playing a European heritage classical instrument but coming from so-called Australia. So there's a tension there and a lot of questions about what what are we doing with these instruments at this point in time. Um, but I think my friend Patrick Farmer reminded me not long ago that the etymology of amateur is one who loves and professional is one who speaks. And I think there's something interesting about constructing a relationship with the instrument that is not about mastery or domination. And I think a most of my work with the cello is definitely about trying to establish other kinds of more compassionate or more like a dyad relationship so that the cello gives me <laughs> as much as I sort of give it. And a lot of thinking about the kind of concept of mastery does in terms as like disciplinary thinking or what that enacts on bodies or the kind of like proxy body of the instrument and things like that and what really like the aim is for in terms of those things. And I think there's an interesting thing that is also sort of a preoccupation, I suppose, uh, which is, I think, a differentiating characteristic of the work that I'm trying to do from something, say, new complexity, which is sort of the the impossibility contained within a work object and then the failure on the behalf of the performer to execute that work object perfectly or to have mastery over that work object. Whereas I think the way I'm thinking about it is much more, you know, I'm a performer <laughs> and all my work takes place in kind of like the realization of material rather than sort of like the idea of failure is not necessarily in terms of like the performer as a transparent vessel for like a sort of hypothetically perfect work, but more that the physical navigation of a task and it's sort of the attempt at something generates kind of like the richness in a sense, whether that's like acoustic phenomena or things like that. And I also think like as a performer, for me, a lot of it is about putting the body back in the frame as well. I think the idea that like something must be muscular or loud to demand effort or demand a certain amount of physicality is sort of a misnomer as well. There's actually a physical feeling of a huge amount of effort if you're trying to hum a note that you can't reach. And the result is perhaps decoupled from like the amount of kind of physical struggle that takes place at the same time. Playing quietly is really physically demanding. Playing for a long time is really physically demanding. Virtuosity is not just contained in like acrobatics. There's other kinds of things that we can look to and think about if you're thinking about those things. And I think, you know, the idea that something has to be like necessarily muscular and extroverted in order to reflect virtuosity or effort or physicality is also a problematic idea for me. 
I think I call most of the work I made on this record studies for a few reasons. Uh, partly because I don't think of them as fixed compositions, but they are studies in the sense of research or ideas or concepts. And the pieces are all malleable. They're sort of changeable. They very much live in the act of their performance. So I don't really think of myself as being a sole author in the sense of a composer with a capital C. I think it's only alive when it's played. And I think that sort of harkens back to this idea of like an entangled collective form of making that's in dialogue with, you know, thinking about the cello as a collaborator or space as a collaborator and things like that. Anthony's piece in this collection is really interesting because it inverts the kind of thing of the, where the humming is and where the cello is. So the humming is actually on a tape loop that's sort of always evolving and changing and the instability is part of the materiality of the tape rather than the materiality of like the human hum or voice. And then the cello is kind of this steely, like these lines that sort of push against the, the humming that's captured on tape and create different kinds of beating and structures against that. So it's sort of this like devolving material and then the cello sort of through these kind of more angular, very focused and stable lines sort of dissect in a way that instability or make that instability and fluctuation more, it renders it audible to the listener. It was an interesting process working on this piece with Anthony because uh, this was sort of something that we arrived at after trying a lot of different things. There was a lot of <laughs> negotiation involved. I think in Anthony's liner notes about the piece because he also included a version of this on his most recent collected works box. I think the notes are something along the lines of, and we had an argument, but I learned something. I think I'm really happy with how the piece turned out and I'm really uh, glad that Anthony let me include a version of it on this collection because I think its role in terms of the kind of architecture of the record is, is really important. It's kind of like acts as like this other kind of like pivot point. I think it's an important voice and an important kind of imagining of what music for cello and humming can be.